is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Tuesday, June 8th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast. This is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior, America. Steak for breakfast. So stand by. This episode of the Steak for Breakfast podcast is brought to you, as always, by Manrubs. Visit manrubs.com, use the code STEAK15, as always, to save 15% off all of their merchandise, barbecue equipment, any type of rub for any type of party you are having, whether you're doing chicken, fish, steak, um, variety of steak, brisket, tri-tip, beef ribs, whatever you got going, visit Manrubs. Tell them we sent you. Huge supporters of the show. One of our original sponsors. So show them some love. Good Give shit. them a follow on all social media. Did he say beef ribs or peep ribs? People ribs? We <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Nick. We'll let the conspiracy theorists uh, sort that one out. Perfect. <laughs> um, they do say human tastes like pork. Are so you saying probably you can, be a better... And we're there. You can put tinfoil on rib. your head <laughs> and uh, use it to cook people? Correct. Um... So, side note, if you're going to barbecue people, probably use their pork rub. Nice. Um, as always, Stay Ready Gear. Visit their website, stayreadygear.com. Use the code STEAK to save 5% off anything in their store. Um, have exciting news in California. Some laws are loosening up, which is going to open the door for some different gear. But if you are still into pistols, visit Stay Ready Gear. Cop one of their concealed carry holsters, one of their not concealed carry holsters if you're in an open carry state mm. and you want to just flex on people yeah. and wear a gun to show everybody that uh, you're an American. Well, you know where you could buy those guns at? West where? Coast Survival Arms. And uh, one of our favorite dealers in the world, Mike, he's been serving Southern California for over a decade and he's got a five-star rating. He's a licensed FFL, and uh, he will get you packing heat to stuff those conceal carry holsters real fast. Mike yep. is on Facebook and at 619-870-6992. Also, ammo needs. And um, the world's most technologically advanced in-studio recording headphones and equipment can be found at odyssey.com. I'm currently wearing the uh, Mobiuses. Mobii? Mobiuses. Extremely comfortable. I highly recommend you check them out. They're on Facebook, Instagram, and at odyssey.com. Um, tactical gear. To go along with all of that stuff we've uh, mentioned already. Mm-hmm. Patches, stickers, flags, t-shirts. I'm wearing, I think, Essential Veteran today. Pins, you name it. Mediocre Medic and MediocreMedic.com. And March Joe Friday over at Dumpbox.us has all of those needs met. So... Head on over to some of our sponsors, show them a little love, mention the show, put in the promo codes, and uh, get yourself looking nice like us. I mean, I got my Stay Ready hat with me today. Oh, there you go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Episode 43, Steak for Breakfast podcast. You can follow the show on all podcasting platforms and on Instagram at Steak for Breakfast podcast. 
Um, and as we uh, welcome in our guest of the day, she is, I don't know, what could we call her? The CEO of Bootleg Media? And according to her Instagram, you can just call her Booty. Booty, welcome to the Steak for Breakfast podcast. Hello, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming down. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm in good spirits today. It's a beautiful day and, you know, that's all it takes these days. It is warm. Where are you at in the country? I am in Illinois. How's that? Governor Pritzker. Mm. Uh, honestly, pretty Republican <laughs> okay. for a blue state. That doesn't so, sound too terrible. Kind of, I mean, you know, it's... There's a lot of that going around. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Recently. We obviously have Chicago, but like... Oh, God, we don't even want to talk about that disaster. I think every state has their city that they're not proud of. Their liberal exactly. shithole. We have a couple here, but mm. even the conser- real conservative states, they're like, eh, they're part of our state, but we don't really... And if you're, in one of the, if you're in one of those states and you're not sure, uh, just look around. Is there human feces or needles on the ground? It's probably a liberal state. Is there needles in the feces? Ooh, it's a double. That's a good point. Are you guys That's in the San Francisco? Negative. No. How dare you? Gross. No, almost almost as bad. Description, I had to guess that. <laughs> well, I was talking about San Francisco. <laughs> but if you're in California, there's essentially shit on every street corner. So yeah. What can you oh, do? God. Yeah, we're down in San Diego. I would say oh. the, the urine smells way more overpowering than the poop smell downtown. Well, we are hitting those summer months where that smell tends to get a little bit more pungent. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's, like it's crystal- more of a it's, urine bisque at that it's, point. It's, it's <laughs> just crystallizing <laughs> on the <laughs> side. You never know when you're walking down the streets of one of these liberal cities when they have like those misters outside the businesses, if, it, if it's a mister. Or, or a bum. Or a pister. Or <laughs> they just fill it with bleach to clean the sidewalks. Yeah. Or gasoline. Yeah. Like Nick Sprinklers? Yeah. <laughs> Napalm. Do you have yeah. a Roomba? I don't. You yeah. need one. It's a shame. Yeah. Do you need one? And a Claymore. Claymore. <laughs> so. Just a dirt trail to the front door. <laughs> All right, Booty, tell us a little bit about yourself. What brought you to the movement? What motivates you to do what you do on social media? Um, let our audience get to know you a little bit before we get started. Um, well, I started my first account uh, last summer of 2020. Um, I had been posting a lot on my personal page, but just wanted to do more, mm-hmm. make my new page, then got booted from my regular personal account. Imagine that. Uh, yeah. So then I uh, ultimately, I don't even know. I mean, really, like what? I, it was like Hollywood for a year. I was just obsessed with like following all that, you know, Weinstein, the Dan Schneider foot stuff, the foot fetishes and all that. And like, it was just all these shows and things that I watched growing up that I was like, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. You know? And so, uh, once I figured all that out, I, uh, Epstein was big in the news. And then I found out what Q was about more. And, uh, Really, just you know, you guys know it's pretty addicting. It sure <laughs> just is. being community, so I don't know. It's uh, not hard to to want to stay in it. Yeah. Well, what's up with your current account right now? Are you shadow banned? What do you, What do you mean? What's up with it? Are you experiencing shadow bans? Have you seen some success with it? Direct some oh, of our yeah. traffic there. Oh uh, yeah, definitely grew a lot more than my first account did. Um, You're pretty close to fifteen thousand right now, right? 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like 14, I'm like under 14 and a half thousand, mm-hmm. but, um, which is insane. <laughs> but, um, I have really, um, learned a lot about the algorithm in the past year. And I've really just studied the patterns of the gram and what it kind of, you know, what it likes, what it doesn't like. And it really likes us on the app and touching like, you know, polls or like those emoji slides on your stories that you can add. It really likes true engagement. Um, I don't know. I just started picking up things like that. I, I, I just learned so much about technology in the past year and how, you know, they censor everything. The, the um, artificial intelligence is just so stupid, but so um, sophisticated at the same time mm-hmm. that it's really been um, very interesting for me to keep tabs on. I wonder if we could like throw the algorithm a curveball, just like put like hashtag feet sniffing and random things like that in our posts. You totally could. <laughs> They're just like, wait, what the fuck is going on in this account? I put like just random ones, like I love my dog or yeah, <clears throat> happy father. Oh, yeah. Day. Live, love, love, laugh or whatever the fuck. <laughs> God. Vac- hashtag vaccinated. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that actually works. Literally yeah. putting it. That- on your story makes you at the front of the feed so i'm, I'm vaccinated yeah until one of the <clears throat> one of the blue hairs sees it and then i can't wait no <laughs> <laughs> nick doing good goodish it's super it's hmm? so hot yeah it is. it is warm in here so rather than that good okay yeah. i like it clinkies ready to get started with some news yes i like it I um I don't, even, I don't have one as anyone who's listening to this show knows donald trump made his much anticipated return to the speaking circuit over the weekend where he was the keynote speaker at a GOP sponsored event in North Carolina. Anybody hear it? I heard part of it. Yeah. Okay. It was awesome. Yeah. It was good to hear from him again. I, I think we talked about this off air when you see like pictures of him or like old news clips of him just doing his thing. You're like, Gosh. you tear up. You forgot to say that part. You miss him. I just miss him shitting on people. Yeah. And I miss how <laughs> triggered people would get by him saying, Oh my God. Like, just silly stuff. And you're like, he, like half the time he would say stuff knowing it's going to piss people off, whether there's truth in it or not. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he knew that that was going to trigger people and still said it is like the best thing ever. And it just worked because people would be so pissed off of like little things he would say, Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. And people would be like, how? To how all the haters and losers. <laughs> well, you can, you can still trigger people by proxy. I was showing uh, Rona a group chat where I was dumping the miss me yet uh, happy Trump in there. Mm. That was pretty good. One one of my favorites was even before he was president. It was on Cinco de Mayo in Trump Tower. Okay. Oh, the Taco Bowl. He had the huge taco salad. <laughs> we made a Pepe meme for that this oh year. Oh my yeah. gosh, that was epic. Well, he does love Mexicans according to him. Yeah, but the so. fact that he had like the most un- un-Mexican yeah. dish and, he could Well, find. apparently Trump Tower makes the best Taco Bowls as well. So. I would like to oh, uh, yeah, would you do a live show, a Taco Bowl show at uh, Trump Tower sometime. Wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Nick? That would be awesome. If they kick yeah. us out or no? They wouldn't. No. no? If it's, it's one of those things where it's like, Donnie, I just want to party with you. And he's trying to walk into the <laughs> building. Probably going to get kicked out. So. Get him out of here. Um, he did have some highlights, which I've highlighted to bring to the show today. And for our listening audience to hear, um, he started off throwing jabs as usual, yeah. making uh, sure that um, if any of his pals in the media missed him, that he uh, wanted to say, hey. Hard for them to get 
also when you get great ratings, isn't it? <laughs> they may edit that out. They don't want to have that. They don't like that. They may have to edit that out, Ted, but that's okay. They don't like those endorsements. But uh, we've been very, very successful, literally hundreds to one, hundreds to two in terms of the endorsements and the, the power of the endorsement, because people respect that I do want to make America great again. We were doing that. We were doing that at a level that nobody's ever seen and putting America first ahead of China and ahead of all of these countries. And people know China. that that's where we were. And before the pandemic, came into our shores, we were doing numbers. The history, in history, there's never been anything like it. Unemployment for everybody, for every group, everybody. The wonderful, that's a lot of media, that's good. So, yeah, that's how we kind of got things rolling, making sure that any of his friends in the back that missed him uh, might have to edit some stuff out. But he did kind of talk about things that were more on a more serious note and kind of topic related. And there, there's usually two kinds of Trump speeches. When you have like a speech like this or at CPAC, he kind of knows he has an agenda. Um, I know the people that are writing the speeches and kind of trying to guide him through that process is telling him the more you stay on topic, the less bad press you're going to get. And I know he kind of hit the mark, in my opinion, with this speech because following it, the only thing that kind of made news was that someone photoshopped his crotch off of his pants and was putting on social media that he wore his pants backwards to the event. And Snopes literally had to respond and debunk it as a bad photoshop. Wow. But when they, when they did wow. debunk you know it, it's bad if Snopes is it, like, it was like the tightest know. angle of like right at the top of his belly to right where like his thigh gap was and like a blurry, it's like, obviously this is a photoshop. Did they like photoshop like a wallet chain in there? Like, it, it was it was pretty bad. I mean, I mean, somebody pretty much photoshopped it to make it look like he was wearing sweatpants. He had a red uh, red bandana in his back pocket. And, and the original post was, <laughs> Drumpf has his pants on backwards so he can poop out of his fly. That was the original post because we all know the left can't meme. I think logis- yeah, logistically terrible. that wouldn't really work that well. I don't think, but I mean, I like where their heads are at. Yeah, up their asses. Uh, at least they try. <laughs> so um, he would go on and, and go on some pretty good rants and, and lead us down some pretty good. Um, even rabbit holes, and, and let's let's hear some more of, of some of the things that he talked about over the weekend in North Carolina. Culture, the defunding culture, the defending culture, and they defend the wrong things. We're not going to let it go any longer. We're going to stand up for our values. We have to stand up for our values, and we're going to take back our country, and we're going to take it back at a level that is very, very good for our country and it's good for our citizens because we can't allow bad things to happen to our country and bad bad things are happening to us perhaps like never before you'll be seeing what goes on and perhaps like never before with the so i mean he kind of stumbled over his words in the beginning but one thing he didn't stumble over was steamrolling friend of the show anthony fauci and Uncle Fauci. We all know that things that aided in a lot of the bad stuff that happened during the presidential election now are being uncovered as to be revolving around COVID. Yeah. And the man manufactured pandemic. It's weird. It's almost like everything we were saying since day one was true. 
Well, everything he was saying, too. Everything yeah, our Trump was three of our first Twitter <clears throat> accounts that got nuked were saying. <laughs> yeah, it's just him. funny how the Democrats will never admit they're wrong. They, they'll just slowly flip flop to kind of agree with you passive aggressively. And the followers of that movement of the left have no almost like short term memory. Oh, they project, they project whatever they're doing on mm-hmm. the other side. Yeah, and their, and well, their it's, like. You know, the audio of Kamala Harris talking about the border and how don't come because you will be turned around. It's like don't people come. forget Obama said that when he was in office and Biden said the same thing. Then Trump said it and actually enforced it. People lost their mind. And now Kamala Harris said it and people were like, well, it's too late because they already invited him. It's like having a, it's like, hey, I'm going to have a party tomorrow. And then don't come. Hey, don't come. Yeah, don't Make sure you bring the chicken wings. But right, exactly. Come. But the, the 80,000 migrants that are already waiting on the border across the entire yeah. southwest of the United States well, right now. I'm spending $7,000 on food. Don't come. I brought potato salad and frijoles. Yeah. I brought napkins and chips. There's always one guy that brings like a yeah. 7-Eleven brand of chips and some napkins. Oh, but the, 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 the dill ones? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they must be running out of room at the San Diego Convention Center. I was over there... Uh, hitting the old stairs and like there was a lot of curtains up in that place yeah. like uh, when the homeless people were there there was no curtains yeah they it was just wide open probably. yeah well it's funny because here we are this is what a lot of people in southern states in southern you know the border of mexico were super for um border security mm-hmm. And the people that are outspoken against that probably have never been to a border city mm-hmm. or have never lived in a border city because we, as San Diegans, San Diegites, San Diegans, San Diegans, see direct like implications of border law. And I mean, as a resident, or lack thereof, or lack thereof, you you're in the. But people in like D.C. that are making these policies and fighting and lobbying against it have no direct implication. Like nothing affects them as far as where they live in their, you know, local economy. But the funny part is people were calling me racist and an asshole and all that for saying when you shut the border down, people can't just walk in here and claim asylum. That's BS. Mm-hmm. And now that Kamala Harris says it, you have all these people. It's like the Sandra Bullock bird box meme where she has the <laughs> blindfold on. And I was literally, I posted like three different things on my Instagram today and nobody responded. And when I was posting, when Trump would say it, people would be blowing me up like, that's terrible. Why would you say that? These people need help. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where are you guys at? Because Kamala Harris literally just quoted Trump, in essence, and you guys are nowhere to be found. Well, it's the derangement. It's it's like, it's a, hysterical. oh, your te- our team's doing it now, so it's okay. Or yeah. we're just not going to react to it. And we're also calling it something different, so it's not yeah. the same thing. But the, it's literally the same yeah, thing. The border thing, like, I, when I was a younger person, I would go down there for tacos and cross. and To, to Helico? To Helico, yeah. I'd go to Tijuana, get some churros. The churros are still my favorite. Uh... But, like, I had no fucking idea what was going on down there. Like Costco has pretty good churros. I was not really <laughs> I was not really in any danger of, like, you know, having my citizenship questioned. But No, no, definitely not. But, uh. but at the same time, but, but that being said, like, anybody that lives in a border state, like, even if you live here, you're, you're really not going to be aware of what's going on down there unless no. you have, unless like, a direct frequent, link or... Yeah, even know. if you frequent the border, unless you know somebody that probably works down there yeah, and is in the heat of it, you're not going to know the ins and outs and, and the dirty secrets that the border holds. Yeah. You know, people that... I'm sure it's crazy. Yeah, we should probably find some of those people that actually work down there so we can... Invite them on the show. And appropriately commentate on it. Yeah. They're probably all assholes. Yeah. Right? They sure are. Racists. <laughs> yeah. Those jerks. 
So, anyways, Trump lighting up Fauci. You guys want some? Oh, uh, if there's anything I like, it's Fauci getting lit up. Okay, let's hear it. Come for America and the world to demand reparations and accountability from the Communist Party of China. We should all declare within one unified voice that China must pay. They must pay. Mm. The Fauci has perhaps never been more wrong than when he denied the virus and where it came from. Fauci has perhaps never mm-hmm. media, the Democrats and the so-called experts are now finally admitting what I first said 13 months ago, the evidence demonstrates that the virus originated in a Chinese government lab. Couldn't say it. Get canceled. Mm. You couldn't say it. Getting and Dr. Moved. Fauci, who I actually got along with, he's a nice guy. He's a great promoter, you know? Not a great doctor, but he's a hell of a promoter. <laughs> there he is. Ah, got him. He likes television more than any politician in this room. And they like television. But he's been wrong on almost every issue. And he was wrong on Wuhan and the lab also, very wrong. And we ended the payments. You know, they were started in 2014. And then uh, I can tell you, Mark Meadows came in and I talked to him and he saw what I saw. And I said, what the hell's going on? When did that start? Started in 2014 and we ended it. Our administration ended it. But generally speaking, I media the Democrats the opposite way of Dr. Fauci, what he was saying. For instance, Fauci said, do not close our borders to China or Europe. But I did it anyway. boy. And months later, he said, I made the right decision and saved thousands and thousands of lives. He said it was the right decision, but he did not want to close that border. I said, wait a minute, this tremendous infection over there. We can't let this happen. And we closed it. And I think we saved Hundreds of thousands of lives. You remember the number was 2.2 million people in our country who were expected to die. Fauci said powerfully at the beginning, no masks. You remember that? No, masks don't work, masks don't work. And then he went into masks, and then he became a radical masker. I would call it, if you have three, if you have four, get a pair of goggles also, ideally. And let's wear them for another five or six years. And Negative. But Fauci, the opposite way. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Didn't call him a liar, but basically pointed out all of the things that Fauci pushed hardly back on. And his qualifications as a doctor. (laughs) Now, it was released shortly after we recorded last week, and President Trump kind of commentated on it a little bit there. He was alluding to the Fauci email dumps, Mm -hmm. where a lot of the things that pretty much the world has had to endure for the last year and a half. And these are not leaked emails. This is a FOIA request. What's a FOIA request? It's a uh, Freedom of Information Act. Okay. So somebody requested these. Yes. Do you think there was a lot of redactions? Probably. I I mean, just think about like the government's going to like fess up for some fucked up nebulous uh, practices. Like they're not giving you the whole story. They're going to be like, yeah, we'll give them these ones. Looks kind of bad, but we're not going to give them the ones that say like, yeah, they were right about everything. But I mean, some of the things I was able to glean from reading over some of the over 5,000 emails that were leaked, um, Fauci claiming that masks don't work. He talked even about not encouraging citizens to wear them because 
unknowing citizens are going to go out and scoop up N95 masks and then went into the whole fit test part of those and they should be saved for healthcare professionals. Um, now, are these emails, are they jiving with what he was currently saying at the time? Or there's a lot of them that are completely contradicting what he was saying at the time, correct? Yeah, he, he tried to crush the Wuhan lab narrative immediately yeah. because he said, now that we got the ball rolling in the direction of um, not gain of function and more evolution, that the administration's kind of rolling with that because we've said it a couple times. Let's just stay on that. Yeah. And that's where some of these receipts going back to the NIH and stuff kind of started leaking out from. Um, but I thought it was pretty good, mild body bagging. And there were two other pretty decent highlights. One for all of us Anons out there where Trump made a direct reference to something I'm going to play right now. It's short, but I'll, I'll give you some backstory to it afterwards. Listen to this one. the radical left movement in New York. There's no place where it's worse or more corrupt. And most importantly, to stop our movement, 75 million voters plus, plus, plus. That's what I say. Plus, Crusade. Plus, plus. So you hear that? Yeah. 2017, original Q posts, 123 and 124. Um, 123, nothing is random. And 124, plus, plus, plus. Plus, 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 Q. Four lines. Mm-hmm. So you're talking five-year delta? Yeah. And then said in the speech, we all know Scavino's tied to the movement. Everybody assumes that Trump is Q+. Plus. What? Th- there's just no way that that part gets written into his speech without direct inference to drops 123 and 124, period. Well, there's just so many things that have been written into the speeches, like the tippy top and all that. Yeah. I mean, you just can't make That's just not random, yeah. So. And then finally, I I think most consequently is one of the things that every single mainstream media meltdown that we've played for just about the last month on here has reiterated, that Donald Trump's trying to destroy democracy by uh, not only claiming that he won the 2020 election, but also that he's still the president, is going to be reinstated, and supporting all of the forensic audits that are happening in the United States now, he made a direct knock to the media there and almost a childish like mm, just listen here this is like i'm gonna put on like my uh doe eyes for you yeah. i'm gonna look directly into the camera listen children so i thought that this was actually my favorite part of the whole thing all over the place between the impeachment hoax number one impeachment hoax number two all of these investigations oh shit we failed <laughs> oh wow Let's send it to the radical left prosecutors in New York. Maybe they can have more luck. They'll never stop until November of 2024. They won't stop. There's no better in Washington. They failed all over the place. Between the... So I had had to drop a little bit of uh, cussage in there. Um, I like it. Yeah. You can't really not, not like it. And, uh, I mean, you might as well put quotes up because you know somebody said it. <laughs> That's pretty epic. He always drops like one, and I think it's like really important that he does all the time because the fact of the matter is, is that, um, you know, he he's genuine in what he says. And when I talk about genuine, it's going to be this last clip again, brief. 
but it was kind of how he kind of rounded everything up into a big ball and kind of tossed it back into the court of everything that's going on in the public. So this is what he had to say to round it up. Remember, I am not the one trying to undermine American democracy. Okay. I'm the one that's trying to save it. Please remember mm. that. That's probably like his best troll of the day. Yeah. Because every single news outlet has said literally those words. He's undermining democracy. Yeah. So, Booty, now, now that you've heard some of the highlights, I don't really think there were any lowlights. I think on like the Trump scale of 10, that was probably like mid-7s. Yeah, that's pretty didn't, good. Didn't go full on. Didn't have like the, uh, you know, sometimes he's got the use of the Jumbotron. Yeah. So, where he's like, hey, did you see him fall off the stairs three times? Let's watch it. And now and everybody can <laughs> laugh at it. <laughs> right. The Benny Hill music. So with that one song where like the guy falls and then he keeps falling through like the solar system. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. running with the dolphins. Yeah. That's like, the best one. My kids love that meme too. Um, what do you think? Yeah, sounded, I think he sounded good. I mean, I think it was smart that he was civil with his Fauci address and he... I love, you know, I love when Trump swears. I love swearing. So that was a plus. I mean, he sounded good. I, I missed it when it was live, but it was on Friday, right? This yes. Friday. Yeah. I, on Fridays, I been driving for half the day to go see my boyfriend. And so I just missed it. But, okay. um, yeah, no, I mean, he sounded good from what, from what clips he showed. I, I think that was good. Yeah. Yeah. He followed up on that with, with a couple of statements released over the weekend even though that he made claims that he was shutting down the desk of the office of the former president of the United States (laughs) Um, and and is getting ready to open up a new social media platform, uh, which is yet to be released, but apparently is coming very soon. Um, He he took a couple shots at some of his long and and probably most lasting relationships in D.C., uh, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, who voted just about Everything against him policy-wise during the administration and for impeachment both times. She's up for re-election this year. She's gone. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, not going to happen. Yeah. Well, let's hear what he had to say. Senator Lisa Murkowski has cost the great people of Alaska billions and billions of dollars. You can just hear it. I right? can hear his voice. By billions. Bo- by voting for radical left Biden appointees, which in turn led to the revocation of the Anwar drilling, which Alaskans have been fighting to see happen for six decades. Not only did Murkowski kill the biggest economic stimulant for the state, but also one of the biggest energy-producing sites in the world. No one thought Anwar could be opened. We got it done. She allowed it to be killed, and she's the best friend of Washington Democrats that they've ever had. And Alaska's reward for that is betrayed uh, by an empowered left coming to after their wealth and jobs. I think she will be met very harshly by Alaska voters in 15 months. And surprise. I'll be campaigning there against her. Got him. So that one was pretty spicy. There's probably not a whole lot of riots going on in Alaska. It's kind of cold. Yet. Chris Wallace, we all love him here. He's probably the the best debate moderator of uh, both the 2016 and 2020 uh, election cycles. He wasn't so much a moderator as a participant. So I guess, I guess, he, had, I guess he had some of the uh, current occupying administration's high appointees on over the weekend and interviewed them, which they probably all slammed Trump. I didn't even bother watching any of it because I just read the statement and knew that that's what happened. Um, This came on Sunday afternoon. Why does Fox News keep Chris Wallace? His ratings are terrible, and he's almost radical left. He was acknowledged to have failed badly as a presidential debate moderator, in parentheses, except for Biden, who he totally protected, and so much else. 
Usually these are not the qualities of a long-term stay, exclamation point. So I'm sure Chris, Chris Wallace woke up Monday morning and went to take a dump, and when he jumped on his Twitter and saw that, oh, he probably man. was like, yeah, God damn it. I'm sure CNN will welcome him. I really wish he would have said that, that you'll never be your father, but he kind of kept it at that. So, Got him. So, yeah, he always talks about his dad uh, being so much better of a broadcaster than he was. And it's just annoying. Well, I mean, you know, you just aside from his views in the just outright, I mean, he is radical left. Yeah. <clears throat> aside from that, his voice and his demeanor, like you just want to punch him right in the forehead. He's a very punchable face. Probably the most punchable face of anyone on television. It's like you want to have an English accent, but you're American, so you're like right at the cusp of it. That's yeah. what. Yeah. Like if you had bad teeth, it'd be on. He does have bad teeth. Well, like really bad teeth. Okay. Like repto teeth. Yeah. Okay. Little daggers. <laughs> so he released both of those statements. Like that part in Coneheads when he opens his mouth at the dentist. <laughs> and then the only other highlight I think I saw, you know, super Trump related over the weekend was the fact that uh, third stadium in a row, they've had it at New Yankee Stadium, New Met Stadium, and then last night at Fenway Park. <laughs> the banners. Trump won. <laughs> oh, they did all three of those? God save America. Where do we get one of those? I don't know, but those guys said that they are going to try and get kicked out of all 50 parks. I don't know how they get that thing in. Like, they do bag That's checks. impressive. And yeah. pat downs. Well, it's probably like that super thin, like, flag material. You think and they just, like, wrap it around their leg and then put their pants on? Yeah, like, when they're wearing sweatpants or, like, That's thick. That's a huge like, banner, though. Thick, it's massive. Uh, it's probably, like, the, the back of a jacket. They just took all the... Uh, Lining out. Lining out or something. How do we get one of those? I can Tr- think of some funny Trump places to put those up. Dude. Yeah, because when I saw that, at, when it happened in New York at the Yankee Stadium, I was like, how hilarious. Because it doesn't look like it's in pieces. It looks like it's one solid no, it's flag. Like, but, I mean, that's super thin material. Like, it, it probably folds up to, the like, a backpack size. Oh. I know, but where... It's probably like 10 of our Trump ones. Well, you figure, it, are they x-raying bags going in? They're looking for beer and they're looking for weapons. Like, they're not looking for a bunch of fabric that's they rel- will be now. relatively... a blanket. A blanket, yeah. That'd probably be smart if you had Sew it, it stuffed into a in blanket, a blanket. Yeah. yeah. No. But yeah, that was uh, last night, I think. And that was the third ballpark that they've been kicked out of. <laughs> Same why, guys? Why would you How do they not out? get red flagged? I, I bet like, if it was uh, another... Uh, Politically relevant flag, they probably wouldn't get kicked out. They'd probably get time on the jumbotron. Like well, if, like if it was, you know, something that was flying over an embassy, for instance. I bet, you know, mm-hmm. probably get a fucking medal. You're talking about the rainbow flag? No, or the BLM flag? Yeah, or oh. both. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we didn't get kicked off Spotify now, yeah, yeah, it's probably, probably I don't know what else it. we could do. Booty, can you help us out real quick? You got anything that can help us get kicked off Spotify? We've said it all. And we're probably going to get get into it even more when we get into our Stop the Steal segment next. We, are, we, we said food sniffing. Like, the Deep State doesn't like any Disney, um, you know, Disney, Epstein Island, pedophiles, children, that connection. They really hate that. I don't think we've hit um, Disney they hate yet. <laughs> I like it. I feel like Disney has more power than the Democratic Party. They are the Democratic Party. Did you ever watch the... They're the Illuminati. Have we you ever just start rumors about Disney, like the, the, the ama- amazing network of tunnels underneath Disneyland? Have you guys ever seen... Well, that's the, confirmed. They have their own government. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. At Disney World. Have you guys ever seen the Stop the Steal South Park where Cartman steals all the fucking ballots from the Sphinx <laughs> States and he gets kidnapped by Mickey Mouse? Yeah. <laughs> so because no. their, their candidate didn't win and Mickey Mouse is like saying like... Now listen here. Yeah, you're going give us, to give us the ballots and your death's going to be a whole lot easier. That was a super good uh, Mickey Mouse impersonation. So. <laughs> I got to send that to you. I have the video. That's good. Um, 
we knew a friend that worked at Disneyland. He said there is legitimately a network under of tunnels under. No, there. yeah. They have a and they have a subway under there for employees. Like a sandwich place? Yeah. Wait, subway in Disney, Disney, Disney World? Disney for employees, yeah, underground. Disney cruise ships, there are records of them going to Little St. James Island. Yes, that is true. No way. Yeah. Disney, really? Disney cruise ships can actually fit in the tunnels underneath Disney. That's where they're I'm just going to start rumors now. Yeah. There you go. Well, wasn't, yeah. wasn't Walt Disney like a known Nazi? Wasn't he like a super anti Nazi person? sympathizer, relax. <laughs> Two totally different things. He right? participated in the Holocaust. So. Well, while we're on it real quick, I might as well touch on it. Um, <laughs> poor, poor choice of words. <laughs> yeah, uh, 33rd degree Mace, Freemason, I think, is his technical title. Mm. He's got a, <laughs> he's got one of those sweet uh, aprons. <laughs> yeah. We had uh, some news today out of, uh, while we're going to... St- just touch on Epstein real quick in the in the least physical way possible. Yeah. Um, whatchamacallit? He uh John Roberts is back in the news. I don't know if anybody saw it, but the US Marshals asked for all documents related to Supreme Court Justice's trip. Um, yeah, that broke probably about two hours ago. Nice. And I, I, didn't, I, was, I was definitely asleep. Yeah, it says, uh, the article says, uh, Senators ask U.S. Marshals for all documents related to Supreme Court justices' trips, specifically John Roberts. So, okay. the U.S. Marshals don't mess around. Yeah, when, Those guys are mm-hmm. knocking on your door, you're in deep shit. Yeah. Well, well, the fact of the matter is, is that when, when Linwood was calling him a pedophile and connected to Edis, Epstein last year, everybody was calling him a fucking loon. And now you're seeing this stuff start to leak back into uh, the mainstream narrative again, and it, it makes for a pretty interesting... Um, narrative getting down to uh, stop the steal right now uh, Arizona they're about 85% done they're moving quick man yeah. they're humming they're down to about four pallets Jeez. yeah left of boxes and then they're going to uh, tabulate all their information and give a disposition on the uh, completely wow. legal um, state sponsored forensic audit down there. I just want to know are people doing this like eight hours a day, like forty hours a week, or like are nope. people doing overtime? Well, like according to, according to Jay last week it was twelve hour shifts. Yeah. So and they worked round the clock. I'd do four twelves. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. We wouldn't be allowed to. No. No, they don't take Walmart readers. Mm. But um Yeah, so things are really speeding up there. Welcome. And, right. But it's mask. more like bienvenidos. Oh, down here it is. Yeah. How'd you say it? Did you say bienvenidos? Bean burritos. Bean burritos. <laughs> <laughs> Even better. That's racist. It's totally racist. Everybody loves bean burritos, let's be honest. Mm. Except for Kamala Harris. And that one lady from uh, El Salvador. All right, so what's your favorite, what's your favorite uh, hot sauce? Red Rooster. Red Rooster? Yep. I don't think I've had that one. Really? So I like Tapatio. Yes. It's pretty good. I've never been able to get a bottle of Valentina's hot sauce or Valentine's or whatever the fuck. Never been able to get one home because the glass is really thin. I've broken one in my truck. I've broken one outside my truck. What the hell? I've broken one on the stairs outside my house. Finally got one home. It's pretty good. Spicy. I dig it. Nick, what do you like? I'm not a big fan of like Tapatio, Tabasco, any of that. Because it's so vinegary. Mm-hmm. Tabasco is only good if you put it in like ranch when you're at Denny's. Okay. Yeah, that's, I don't frequent Denny's too often. Me neither. Um, I just like taco shop 
salsa. Yeah, yeah so do I. Yeah. Like that. Oh, no, it's always different every taco shop you go to, but if someone made that. I'm talking about like me making some shit at home and wanting to put hot sauce on it. No. Like My mother in law makes salsa all the time. Oh, yeah. She makes really good um, salsa. And then her mom, actually, her. My wife's godmother's mom makes a super good habanero salsa. That's my favorite kind. There's a taco uh, shop by my house. Like, it's love hot, it. Hotter hot. the better. Yeah. yeah. If they but put if insane. they put like six in the in the bag, I'm eating all six of them. Yeah. But then the next day, I'm like, help me. Well, actually, my butt's <laughs> kind of probably like help. Yeah. Booty hot sauce. What do you sleep like? On, sleep on your side after. That. I love hot sauce. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm. I don't get the luxury you guys have down in the Southwest, okay? We don't get these uh, fancy sauces up here. I pretty much stick with Red Hot, Rings Red Hot, and Sriracha. So. Oh, there you go. Sriracha is uh, good on yeah. like Asian and stuff. Some, that's... A little care package of hot sauces. Yeah, that's kind of a different sport. We'll, we'll set that up after yeah. the show. It's a different sport. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cricket to baseball. Yeah. Um, the, the news of Maricopa rounding up this week came with an exclusive out of the Gateway Pundit where they talked about prior to the 2020 election, all the way up to even November 3rd, um, a large group sponsored by Facebook, imagine that. Wow. And all of the millions and millions of dollars they gave. Billions and billions. Probably <laughs> did get into the billions after the end of it because it was like seemed like 30 million here. Well, reported. Right. Um, sat down with executives from Smartmatic and Dominion, uh, labor officials from the U.S. and the United Nations to have them um, unimpededly monitor some of the things that went on in elections leading up to the presidential one I in 2020. I totally trust the UN. Yeah. So <laughs> these same election officials now are the ones who are filing lawsuits in all of these states to try and prevent the audits from happening. And, and some of the names who were actually on the rolls from labor unions, from people affiliated as part of lobbying groups with the United Nation and including Dominion and Smartmatic employees, uh, high-ranking managers and officials in those companies, are now the ones filing lawsuits trying to derail these audits from taking place. Or people that will eventually be taking positions in those companies for a, yeah. for a very large pay. Well, if those companies are even around after all this stuff is done. God, I hope not. Um, we, we did also have some, some breaking news as of Georgia. We reported on it early after the election, and I'm surprisingly not canceled for it because it was debunked immediately. Uh, in Georgia, where they had the water main break. And during that time, the elected official and her daughter, um, Ruby Freeman. Oh, that, and, was, that was where that was, where the water main broke? Yeah, and a voting official who shouldn't even be anywhere near touching ballots pulled the four Pelican boxes out from underneath the table and then ran ballots through the tabulation <laughs> machines multiple times over the course of the night, at a point where Joe Biden received multiple hundred thousand vote dumps. Oh, um, so epic. Yeah, it was epic. And, and then it, they were trying to like, well, that's just because most of the Democratic votes were mail-in because they were too scared to go outside. Yeah, and then they're like, well, well, we sent everybody home, but the actual officials, you know, they stayed to work. And it was like, no, a judge has heard the case and has saw the video and has issued a subpoena for her. So now she's going to fucking court. Got him. And probably prison. Yeah. Um, nah. Shane Moss Probation? was subpoenaed in Georgia for her activities in the 2020 election in Fulton County, where the audit's about to happen. Um, and now it's her mother's turn, Ruby Freeman. She was also subpoenaed. How old is she? Um, one's in their 50s, and the other one's in like their 30s. Damn. Yeah. That was like a 90 year old lady. It's like she can die in prison. It's fine. 
Yeah. Wow. And, and like we already mentioned, uh, Shea Moss was most famous for kicking everyone out of the room where the votes were being counted in Fulton County and telling observers to go home. Uh, then her, her mother, and Ralph Jones, an election official who shouldn't have had any business touching ballots, uh, dragged hidden boxes of ballots out from underneath tables and started running them through the machines. Uh, she was caught on tape doing this and running the same stack of suspect, suspected ballots through the machines multiple times, up to 10. What? What's the dumbest thing you've heard uh, with somebody trying to like rationalize that? It was funny, if you bring that up with people that are... Um, it's, it's what Jenna Ellis, what we talked about on the show last week, her saying that the state's illegally certified illegal votes, so therefore the presidential line of secession can't be yeah. impeded. I don't think that's true. Well, it's, but if you bring hard evidence to the table and to like leftists, mm-hmm. well, we don't know if that's true. It's like, yeah. <laughs> there's 4K video and audio. Yeah. Meanwhile, wheeling like- in Pelican cases and suitcases, running ballots through a machine with a Biden Harris t-shirt on. Yeah. Meanwhile, well, any, anything, we don't know. <laughs> anything <laughs> that a bag lady outside of seven 11 uh, says about Trump is a hundred percent true. God, these people, I mean, like you just talk to these people. You send, I, I, I'll, I have no shame. I'll send people that I know that are leftists and their friends and I'll send them stuff. And I'm like, explain this, explain this. And then you'll, they'll just leave you on red. And I'm like, next time I see you at a family event, Hey, did you get my like, message? Yeah. In front of like a hundred people. <laughs> Well, no, but it's just like the people that are so 100% brainwashed and this is their identity. And if you question somebody's actual identity, you're, you're, you're questioning somebody's like the, the core of their being. Like these, this is what they believe in and it makes people uncomfortable. And it's like, they will literally do anything to rationalize and will do anything to, to make it make sense to them. You know, it doesn't make sense anymore. Doesn't sound like this is the most safest and secure election in the history of elections. When people say that, I'm like, come on, on. you really think? Like, you can say it as many times as you want. It's not going to make it true. But But that's the trick. Here's the other thing is that the people that we, like the opposite version of us. We the people. We the not people, the leftists. (laughs) Okay. We the reptilians. um, They've given up on political activism. Like overnight, once Biden got elected and oh, they saw silence. that yeah. he was being like an idiot and they have well, AOC. Well, they went like, right back to taking pictures of their fucking food. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's well, what I'm saying is like, we're and, still in the fight. And it's selfies like, with masks on. It's well, like if you're in a boxing match okay. and you're boxing or a UFC fight, whatever, and you're, you know, you're up a couple rounds and then you still have like half the fight to go and then you come out and then you're like, where's my opponent? Like, oh, they left. And you're like, we still have like this fight and like they're, they're not interested in that anymore. They're, they going to do something else. Well, maybe they, like, maybe they had a uh, positive COVID test. It'd be like if, like <laughs> at the Super Bowl, if the other team just didn't show up after the first half and you're like, what is going on? Yeah, they just moved on. They're doing something else. And it's like, well, we still have to prove who's the best. And like, they don't really care anymore. Yeah. And you're like, we have all this evidence that proves this administration is so corrupt that they're lying, that Kamala Harris is really running this ship and she's never been to the border. And she's running it poorly. Yeah. And then you and, have- And she was one of Montel's side bitches. She oh, sure I was. posted that one, and then it's like, hey, <laughs> anybody want to explain this one? She's not a political activist. She's a corrupt ex kind of cop who was a side piece to a dirtbag. Yeah, to a, a domestic, side piece? Domestic violencer? Politically correct way to say that. But people are like, she's, na- she's Native American and she's black. She's our person, Mike. And she's Asian. And corrupt. Asian, too. Right? Come on. She's, and Asian. She's probably the Antichrist, let's be honest. Well, she wicked, tackles like She's it. the wicked witch of the not border. There, there was the... <laughs> Have you guys thought about her name? 
Camelia Harris. Kabbalah, as Judge Joe Brown calls her. Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Well, you know, two plus two is always four. I saw that on Twitter by like oh shit, yeah. <laughs> and it's stuck with me ever since. No, two, I, I, two plus two is four is racist. Yeah, actually, I forgot. Is, so I would like to math. apologize for any people of color listening to our show about my uh, math. Uh, well, it doesn't matter because yeah. according to Joe Biden last week, they not only do not know how to operate the internet, but they don't know how to get lawyers either. So they can't hear this show and in turn sue you for saying that. You can't get an ID. Right. Uh, so you ain't black. I actually uh, <laughs> sent those clips to a buddy of mine who happens to be an African-American gentleman. And he hadn't seen any of that. And I just got back a string of like the the hilariously laughing smiley face emoji. That's the best cop out. Cause I've sent no, stuff no, no, to no. people. He's, he's on our team, Oh, but he hadn't heard it. And he was just like, this is ridiculous. That's ignorant. hilarious. What's, what's funny is cause I've sent stuff to people like that. Like just random friends that I grew up with that will try and body bag me on my own post. And then I'll send them like, how dare he like dead to rights, memes that are like you can't debate this and then they'll just send back like a laughing emotion I'm like is that all you got no his, his was like a legitimate like he's fucking laughing oh, okay. i can see him like because i've had that hilarious. in the opposite way where people are just like ha 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 and i'm like no this is real it's a real clip oh, we've talked about it on the show more than one occasion the, the mothers and fathers of things like the 1619 project and critical race theory are either high-ranking executives ivy league professors yeah doctors and lawyers yeah but everything's racist and, you know, and people no, of color and nobody have, else can attain these positions as they get driven places yeah. in Rolls Royces and things like that. Or maybe it's Maybach's now. I don't know. <laughs> Not that a Tesla. Oh, yeah, it might be a Tesla. They don't have the doors that open up the wrong way, though. They have butterflies. You can get those added on. Sticking with Stop the Steal. California has entered the chat. Shithole. An anomaly out of San. Where's UCSB? San... Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. I think it's in the name. Right. Universities. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm pretty sure they. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They've discovered an anomaly. Let's not use the S word. Numerous individuals, including three in this room and probably one via Zoom, has made claims that California did not go blue this year. This, If any year that California was going to go red, it would have been I this year. I said that election. Nick said he's taking it to his grave. What? That when the election California did coming not back go from blue. California, no, I, I honestly I don't think so. Okay. If it did go blue, it was it should have been like forty nine fifty one. It was, but it, it would have been much closer. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Um, out of for Santa what it's worth, for what it's worth, my number one like demographic of followers is California, and I know it's a huge state, but. I mean, out of all of the enthusiasm I saw during the campaign during 2020, just seeing things, even parades around the world, like California showed up, turned out they are red AF. Oh, yeah. Well, and even like, when's the last time a conservative well, even the person Biden had a rally in Beverly Hills? Yeah. Well, here's another thing. Even the Biden people are taking the Biden flags down now. Oh, yeah. I was walking my dog the other day and like. This one place had an American flag up, then that took that down. Then they had a Biden flag. Or no, it was an American flag with a Biden flag on the other side. And then the American flag went away. And then now the Biden flag's gone. You're going to see a Trump flag in like four months. <laughs> I, might just leave, I might leave one on the it's doorstep. It's going to start as a little one like this, yeah. and then it's just yeah. <laughs> going to get bigger and bigger over time. Approximately 3,000 mail-in ballots counted in the November 3rd presidential election were supposedly cast by UCSB students at University of California Santa Barbara. In an abandoned dorm. Residing in a voting precinct 
that along with other dorm buildings included the Francisco Torres slash Santa Catalina Residence Hall at, and it gives the address. Problem. Due to COVID-19, that building, which normally accommodates on average 1,300 students, not 3,000, was empty and locked down through most of 2020, as were all of the other UCSB dorms. This means no students or voters residing inside those dorms could have elected or could have voted during the election season. In addition, it also means that these ballots had to be fraudulent because there's a second problem. These ballots could not have legally been forwarded to students where they were actually living at their homes with mom and dads. Why not? You ask? You want to ask? Why? Because forwarding ballots to an alternative address is a felony. Doesn't a felony just make it easier for you to qualify for Section 8 housing nowadays? Hey, listen, who would have thought when we started all this stop the steal bullshit eight months ago that California was going to at one point enter the chat and be like, hey, you want to know what? I got this thing back here. I got it. It's like 3,000 pounds. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. He's in California. We no, call, no. We, we no. called you like five o'clock in the afternoon, three hours before the voting precinct. So the evidence is like, oh. no, we got this. That's one of those things like when we were watching that they had already given California to Biden, like before right. they even legitimately tallied stuff. And they're like, well, California, New York, you know, we're just going to give that to the left. Remember how Mike Lindell's been talking about how he wants to also audit states that Trump won comfortably? To see if Dominion and Smartmatic shaved points off the overall total. Oh, I love it. Helping Biden get to that eighty million or whatever it well, was. Well, just making making it look reasonable. Well, a group of North Carolina Republican lawmakers from the General Assembly this week want the State Board of Elections to give them some answers about the machines used to tabulate votes in the twenty twenty presidential election. The lawmakers want the machines opened up and allow their own people to investigate what happened. So they said the uh are just trying to see if there are any legs to rumors we hear about ballots and machines. We want to know if there's anything that could have been changed by the machines, and we give them a deadline to get back to us before they receive subpoenas. Doesn't that kind of just like give them a warning to like fuck with the machines, though? No, because they would be obviously under the watch of something. If you're going to give it to the state legislative of, of you know North Carolina, it's not like it's going to go to like one of their houses, and they're going to break down one of the machines on the kitchen tables. No, it's not like an ATM. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, 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 came, that originated with the North Carolina uh, House Freedom Caucus, but has now moved to the broader state legislative as, as far as wanting to get into the, you know, bits and pieces that make up the machine. So that's something that was also kind of uh, unsuspected. Also, we had uh, the D.C. Patriot yesterday talked about um, Nevada finally getting into it and the fact that uh, Mindy Robinson had some subpoenas. Uh, she posted on social media yesterday talking about uh, being ready to serve them to the state legislator there in Nevada, um, a state which Donald Trump did not win, but most felt should have been read. And uh, those subpoenas were served today um, in regards to, uh, I'm sorry, not subpoenas, affidavits demanding a forensic audit that was signed by the Republican state legislative. So that, w- that was uh, handed down today in um, Nevada. Pretty much a lot of balls rolling. We also got Pennsylvania. Um, we got Wisconsin. We got Michigan. And today, this afternoon, about an hour before we started recording, uh, Christina Bob of One American News reported that delegates from Georgia, Alaska, and Colorado toured the Arizona election audit facility today and got a full breakdown of how they did it. That was in addition to Pennsylvania, who toured it for the last two days through yesterday. 
here's the thing that we also don't think about. Maricopa County is probably the biggest county or election audit that's going to happen out of them all. Yeah. Okay, unless you do like a full state, which I don't see happening. Maricopa County was close to 2.2 million ballots. Um, Fulton County, Georgia, counties in Nevada, um, places like Alaska, uh, even Colorado, and places like that, it's going to be smaller districts, smaller counties. So this one took about a month and a half from start to by the time it finishes, which is June 14th, they announced. Donald Trump's birthday and flag day is when the Arizona audit is set to conclude. I like it. Yeah. So six weeks to do this one. Smaller counties, way less time. You're talking about a couple hundred thousand. Like I think in Fulton County, Georgia, it's like close to 400,000 votes. If you get similar to the same size team that did this one, you're talking two, three weeks max, start to finish. Uh, I, I just think that once this Arizona one is done and the disposition comes out, it's going to really open up the doors to how many other states want to look into it and how fast that process is going to happen. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people don't think about. Because this is the first one, it's extremely thorough and large. 2.2 million ballots is a ridiculous amount to go through forensically by human hand. Yeah, it's a lot. And, and, and we all saw how it was. It's like, you know, person gets a ballot, verifies that it's real, puts it on this little spinny thing. One guy looks at it. Another guy looks at it. Guy hits it with a black light. Then he like looks at the signature and then he puts it in another box. And you're talking 2.2 million times. It's ridiculous. I don't uh, think that a signature is a good way to verify anything. Mm-mm. My signature is so inconsistent all the time. I just had to say that because it's so weird. No, that's a that makes perfect sense. And uh, well, my signature's, you know, basically just devolved into a scribble at this point. Yeah, we got a couple good booms at the end to stop the steal. Boomers, booms. Well, by boomers. Um, <laughs> Perennial Boomer and former NYPD chief, Bernard Carrick. Bernard. Um, proxy Q-Team 6 member has been making the rounds. I like. Yeah, and uh, he was on America One uh, yesterday, and I, I got some audio of him talking about things that are you know, coming down the pike in regards to these election audits, how fast they've picked up and how fast they'll be going moving forward. That I, I predict over the next three or four weeks is going to be explosive and i think it's going to basically come back and vindicate everything that the president and rudy giuliani and i have been saying for the last six months the election was stolen um basically the republican legislators didn't do their job they allowed the certification of uh, of the votes in and as i was saying earlier um the secretary of state for georgia he allowed that certification. He had 174 missing batches That's in the Fulton County count. 174. That's 17,400 ballots that were missing, and they knew about it. They, there's no way they didn't know. They had to know. That would have put Donald Trump over the edge to win Georgia. Just that alone. But there's a lot more coming, um, and it's going to come out through these investigations. There's subpoenas being issued. There's depositions being taken. Um, I think you're going to see some explosive material in the next two or three weeks. Um, And then you're going to see Vernon Jones go down to Arizona. Uh, He should be leaving. I think he's going to go down on Wednesday. Um, He's going to. And then he goes into talking about Vernon Jones, who's probably going to be 
uh, leading that uh, Republican push and heading the Georgia forensic audit. Um, that's coming up here soon. So, you know, that's that's pretty important. Um, we haven't had him on in a while in, in kind of a response to all this. And I, I, I do have one more thing from Trump uh, via General Flynn that was released yesterday. But I also want to go into our meltdown of the week. And we've kind of hit all of the benchmarks. Don Lamont, Anderson, Baby Blood Drinking Cooper, <laughs> Randy Maddow. Who else have we had? Oh, Joe Doucheborough. We had the good one last week. Yeah. yeah if, if you don't like the outcome of the elections, then we will import people from the third world to take their citizenship tests and you can leave. And his whole tirade was like a fucking Braveheart speech. Like, but like, it was, yeah. Uh, it was like, it was like the Nintendo he, he almost, Switch version. He almost slipped at the end and said, America first, MAGA. Oh, oh wait, hold on. So Jim Acosta weighed in. Oh, I hate that guy. Everybody hates him. Booty hate him. Hate. Perfect. Mm. Let's hear what he had to cry about on CNN Sunday night when he weighed in with commentary following President Trump's words in regards to stop the steal. Really believes he will be back in the White House this August. He should get help. You are not well, sir. Like help moving back in? You need to get over this. Same goes for the GOP. It's as if much of the Republican Party is trapped in a Jimmy Buffett tune. Wasting away again in Mar-a-Lagoville. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> Looking for that next election to assault. Some people claim that there is an orange man to blame, but I know it's my own damn fault. Hey, I was thinking about Bedminster Rhapsody. Oh, Marjoria, Marjoria, let me go. Stop it. But I digress. Listen. Please digress. If He's Trump, that's the thing. Like such a fucking rim job. Yeah, it's like okay, you can read this one of two ways: extra soy or extra re. And he went soy, and it just sounded worse. Soy with a side of re. Yeah. So panic it's, is panic is good though. It's like they're just like trying to find like kitschy little rhymes to do and like make themselves relevant by being clever. Well, the best part about it is that they've given no pushback into actual facts on why. Yeah, just shit talking. Now, what what is so wrong with these audits um, that they need to stop, or they're illegal, or anything like that? You know what I'm saying? Um, General Flynn released a video last night as we round up stop the steal here. It's it's what the Gateway pundit called a powerful video. Um, and Trump warned about the dishonest and corrupt evildoers and for what's coming, claiming that the gloves are off and it's going to be our turn. Um, I'm going to play it for you. And I want you guys to tell me what you think about it, because, you know, General Flynn added some kind of suspenseful music to it. Mm. And it kind of makes it a little bit better. I like it. Yeah. As everybody knows, my family, our great country and your president have been put through a terrible ordeal by some very dishonest and corrupt people. They have done everything possible to destroy us and by so doing very badly hurt our nation. They know what they are doing is wrong, but they put themselves far ahead 
of our great country. Mm. Weeks ago and again yesterday, courageous Republican politicians and leaders had the wisdom, fortitude, and strength to do what everyone knows was right. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you, when they know that that's not so. So many people have been hurt. We can't let that go on. Right? <laughs> and it followed up with a Q drop that said, There's no step five after impeachment. Now it's our turn. The gloves are off. Got him. So, you know, it's one of those things where. I will find you. I'll murder you. Um, yeah, it's kind of. Where did Flynn release that? He released it on Rumble. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I pulled it off of. The Gateway Pundit shared it, and I saw it on Twitter. So, yeah, it looked, uh, you know, it, it's good to hear from the general and know that, you know, he's got people working, kind of making that media work for us. Um, well, COVID continues to collapse. <laughs> yeah. How, how, Booty, how is it there in your state right now? What, what do they got you guys going through? Um, well... At this stage in the PSYOP, we are experiencing uh, a lot of confusion. The sheep are very confused. They've been very confused ever since the CDC said, you can take off your mask if you have a vaccine. But, you know, the sheep are nervous because they lost their hall monitor badge. So right. now they to do. Um, no, but it's been a lot of coexisting before the CDC did their whole, like, you know, PSYOP switcheroo on us. Um before that, it was just like if you go to a place, a restaurant, whatever, and don't wear a mask, they don't care. They're usually wearing masks. No one says anything. It's just like all coexisting. And then if you if they are Nazis, you don't go back and you really seek out the places. At least we do seek out the places that have been open the whole time. I've been trying to go to those places. Um, so it's just a lot of coexisting. Everyone's just peacefully doing whatever they please. Yeah. Well, you know who hasn't got to do whatever they please is Anthony Fauci because he sat down with 60 minutes over the weekend and complained to them that he didn't get enough airtime during the pandemic. I figured out what he looks like. He kind of looks like a cartoon rat. Yeah. Let's like with a name like Templeton. Well, let's hear what Dr. Templeton from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> let's, let's hear what he had to say when he was whining about not getting enough airtime over the weekend. Has the white house been controlling when you can speak with the media? You know, I think you'd have to be honest to say yes. Uh, I certainly have not been allowed to go on many, many, many shows that have asked for me. Has the White House... God, I hate him so much. Asked for me? In the reservoirs? You know, I wasn't allowed to visit the reservoirs. It's just terrible. I hate him. Templeton. <laughs> I don't know if I can call him that. Um, 
Pootie, what are your feelings on Dr. Fauci? Oh, feelings. Hmm. Hmm. Disgust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Contempt, disgust, anger. Ugh. I, I have no words. I don't even know. I mean, like, it, he's just a little runt. And it's like, I don't know. I, I can't say anything that won't get me arrested. So it's like a, it's like a little weasel. Well, we're good now that the emails are out. We talked about, well, actually, I talked about when I appeared on the uh, Q-Tards FM podcast yesterday about how um, now that these emails are out, all of the things that they would cancel you for on social media or have federal agents come to your house to talk to you about are now validated. So there's not too much more of a narrative that he can kind of hold on to except um, ungracefully slithering out of the spotlight. Over the course of the next few months, I've already predicted this will be his last year as a federal employee, and he'll well, probably that, retire by August. There's people that literally like got their accounts like shut down because they were saying things some of that, ours. Yeah, like uh, can we have those back? Doesn't work that way. No, no. You know, you know who does have an opinion on him is a former White House top advisor and Trump confidant, Doctor Peter Navarro. Um, like a real doctor? No, he is a real doctor. He was the one that uh, predicted that we'd get over. 2 million migrants into the United States before the end of the fiscal year. Where are we at now? Uh, on pace to hit that mark, plus, plus, plus. Mm-hmm. Do you like that? <clears throat> I, see, uh, I see what you did there. Right. According to Dr. Navarro, Dr. Fauci was wrong about almost everything from the get-go. But what Navarro said tonight, and I'm referring to yesterday on Newsmax, was that um, he would be making headlines across the country if we had a real mainstream media and not the horrible Marxist hacks that are in charge today, the liberal mouthpieces. Strong, Um, strong words. Yeah, he went on a quote. The first time I met Dr. Fauci was on January 28th of 2019 in the Situation Room. He immediately got into a strong argument with him. It was about the travel ban. The president sent him there to argue it, and he was dead set against it. Um, He stated that he won that particular argument because we all know the travel ban did go into effect. Um, If we would have listened to Fauci, a lot of people would be dead right now, but the next thing was in February... There were two people who were sure the virus came from a lab. Um, it was Tom Cotton and myself. Uh, Maria Bartomo, who's a host of Fox Business and also uh, weekend contribution shows, uh, facilitated that and their narratives as guests um, when they were on her show. And all of that received was a wave of criticism. Um, and then he went on to say, well, here's the breaking news. Dr. Fauci was part of the cover-up to try and shut me and Senator Cotton down. Um, you know, he, he kind of continued along that same narrative for the rest of the broadcast. I don't want to really play the audio cause he kind of gets a little bit rant laden, but, uh, Dr. Atlas, someone also canceled by Dr. Fauci, uh, because he supported alternative methods in regards to like hydroxychloroquine and things of that nature. Um, not wearing masks and saying that social distancing essentially did nothing things that they've circled back to saying work right right he lined up next in almost like the movie airplane style nun slapping of dr fauci (laughs) uh yesterday when he appeared on one american news he talked about his unconscionable unconsciousable handling of covid19 uh during the pandemic um i'm sorry not from one america from tucky and uh you know as a senior fellow at Stanford's Hoovered Institution and former chief of neuroradiology at Stanford University Medical Center, um, he brought a much-needed dose of reality to Donald Trump's uh, COVID-19 task force last summer before stepping down in November of 2020. 
During that time, he went toe-to-toe against the lockdown positions exposed by Fauci and fellow member uh, Dr. Burks and received plenty of criticism for it along the way. Um, some of that criticism even came from Fauci himself, who we've seen through his interactions with Republicans like um, Kentucky Senator uh, Rand Paul and Louisiana Senator John Kennedy, which is my favorite. Oh, man, those those two. They yeah. should get together and just like tag team Fauci. Yeah, we, we all know now that Dr. Fauci doesn't uh, particularly be fond of being made fun of or disagreed with in public. So... Um, I do have some audio from Tucky uh, with Dr. Atlas, and they're kind of breaking down the emails version two. Uh, let's hear what they had to say. The truth was was evident, uh, you know, in the public statements back then, uh, and the emails confirmed that at one point Dr. Fauci was stating the evidence, which was that the masks uh, were not able to contain this virus, and that's not what the masks are for, even in a medical setting, uh, because the virus goes through the mask, the virus goes around the mask, and, you know, he knew it, he explained it in detail, apparently, in one of those emails to somebody. Lots of things were said that were really, uh, uh, turns out the advice that was given about the lockdowns was not based on data at all, even though people jumped up and down and said it's, quote, the science, a term which is permanently damaged now. But you have to realize, and I think everyone does, the country implemented the Fauci-Burks lockdowns. And this is what failed to protect the elderly, did not stop the spread of the virus, and destroyed so many people, you know, all the medical care that was missed, particularly the working class and the poor. And beyond the, the failure of these policies, that really uh, what we see in the emails is a, a really an ethical violation of a public health official who never once contemplated or voiced concern about the impact of the policies on the public health. I mean, this is a, a tremendous, uh, really unconscionable uh, way to conduct public health advice. The other things that are the big issues, if I can go on, uh, you know, are that what will. happened here is that now we're seeing yeah, what we're seeing here is uh, a potential really corruption, a politicization of the science. These scientists that wrote that letter to Lancet that may or may not have been orchestrated behind the scenes, but it sure seems like it was, stating something that was not factually true, as if it were, with an attempt to censor dissenting scientists, dissenting views. If the country accepts that sort of behavior from scientists, including journals, specifically top journals like The Lancet, this country's really sort of uh, in deep trouble. You know, I mean, this has really undermined the public trust in expertise, in, in science itself. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say about that, except it really portends a very dark future here. Well, there you have it. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> if you were basically against the narrative at the start of COVID or whatever Anthony Fauci obviously wanted to cover up, which was the masks, the lockdowns and the origins of the virus. And let's just get into that real quick because we've already covered it. But the fact that evolution has to happen for there to be a animal to human transmission of something like that to where it's able to be spread by a human once it's transmitted from an animal could take hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah. It's not like someone ate a bat, the bat was sick, and then you're sick, and now you can give that sickness to somebody else. That's just not the way it works. Um. That's number one. 
Number two, we're finding out this week that Dr. Fauci had a contract with Moderna to develop a vaccine for novel coronaviruses originating all the way back to 2015. That was also leaked this week. Got him. Yeah, it's looking pretty shitty um, in regards to some of the, the narrative where he said gain of function wasn't happening. However, he's trying to develop vaccines for gain of function in regards to, what is it, novel coronaviruses from bats. And then a Chinese scientist who has a recently died, unsuspectingly, tried to patent a vaccine for COVID-19. Months before it became public, back in 2019, he got disappeared. Seems like there's a lot of that going around. Yeah. I mean, I think the only other way we could kind of uh, weigh in on this one is uh, watching CNN kind of melt down this weekend when they had a panel on of people. And this goes with a recently uh, released statistics that 78% of Americans who have not been vaccinated said they aren't going to get it. Period. And that's not even factoring in people that got like the first dose and, and, and felt shitty and aren't getting it better of it after they learned more. Yeah. CNN had a little panel on this weekend and some of the people trying to push the vaccines did not understand why they invited people on who they thought were going to agree with them. Didn't once they went live. <laughs> got them. 2024. You, as I understand it, worked in a covid unit and I would think that you would want to get the vaccine. Basically, I just want some more research. We're seeing a lot of adverse reactions after Pfizer, Moderna and J&J. Tell me about your hesitancy. What's what's it based on? I had COVID in February, so I have natural immunity. There's no reason for me to get the vaccine. There's no reason for me to take the vaccine doses from vulnerable people uh, in the in this country or in other countries who need more than I do. You just uh, don't I'm know scared. how long your natural immunity will last. There we, aren't. You don't know how long the immunity from the vaccine lasts. Mm. This is a, uh, taken on a religious mentality and on the progressive liberal wow. side of yep. the spectrum. It went there. It's changed my politics. Now I'll vote for anybody who, who cares about civil liberties and who doesn't allow the trampling of our rights that we've seen over the past year. <laughs> um, Jennifer, I see. The best part about it was is that when that happened, there was like there was five panels. And, and two, everybody's like looking no, at each other. Two of the like, other girls started clapping. And that's when she started to say like, oh, Jennifer, I see you're clapping. Why don't you want to weigh in on this? And then they just continued to fucking hammer it like. Yeah, like we're still in clinical trials. Like, why would you just rush out and get that? Well, apparently her earpiece wasn't working because the fucking editor or the the news <laughs> manager's like, stop it, stop it, make them stop it. Cut stop to a commercial. It. Where's the commercial? We don't have a commercial. Get the so my it's a commercial Linde- for the vaccine. It's really awkward right now. Get the my pillow commercial. I don't care which commercial. You <laughs> just bring in Mike Lind. I need Giza sheets right now. Oh, I'm gonna order some of those. Yeah, they look so comfy. I was actually talking about that this morning. Like. Not all the colors look comfy, but when you get like that metallic silver one and the people both like put their heads down and like smile, it's like, wow, that looks so comfy. Mm. He's doing it. It's marketing. Yeah. Um, one other person weighed in this week. Haven't heard from him in a while. Big friend of the show for reasons other than his name. Big Dick. Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Yeah, has, has absolutely had it with Dr. Fauci. Ron Dick Island. Even though it's been released that behind closed doors... Anthony Fauci cried and whined the entire pandemic that Ron DeSantis did the direct opposite of what he said every time he said it. And nothing bad happened. Anthony Fauci has gone on record saying that I would literally say something and then watch Ron DeSantis go on TV the next day and say that Florida is going to do the direct opposite. (laughs) And it accidentally... How did that work out for Florida? Pretty well, I think. 
Yeah, they're doing really good. Yeah. So he's had it with Dr. Fauci and this whole pandemic narrative. Um, he was talking about cruise ships, but then kind of lined up in that nun-punching-like fashion mm. to just get a couple body blows in. Democracy needs to be brought to account. You can't have a bureaucracy that's just going out and issuing these rules on the fly. They literally said, if you're sunbathing on a cruise ship, you have to wear a mask. Really? I mean, give me a break. And I think now with Fauci's emails, and you see all this stuff, it's pretty clear that a lot of this stuff was fly by the seat of your pants guidance. This was not based on hard data. In fact, there were people who were showing one pointing out about that, that this thing uh, came from the lab. If you said that a year ago, corporate media said you were a conspiracy theorist. Exactly. Facebook would deplatform you yeah. for saying that. Now, it's almost impossible to make the case it was natural because they haven't been able to do any linkage and it's 15 months plus later. Uh, and so the lab leak is by far the most plausible explanation. And so we just have to ask ourselves, why was Fauci and these other people sending grants to Wuhan or some of these other places? I'm sorry, that is not an appropriate use of tax dollar money. And when he testified many years ago that doing gain-of-function research, the risk of having a pandemic is worth doing the research, I disagree with that. I think this has been a disaster what's happened, and China has covered it up. They need to be held accountable, but the bureaucrats in the United States also need to be accountable for what they did. God, he's hard not to love. Yeah. So we all wish we had a Ron DeSantis. Um, I did have some audio this weekend, but I'm just going to commentate on it real quick. Um, one of the Fox Business Insider shows had Donald Trump on over the weekend, and they talked about the possible ticket of Trump to Santis. I get behind that. And I'm sure Booty would too, but I am going to have to go out on a limb and say, warning, warning, warning. Donald Trump can win easily in any kind of election, having any kind of running mate that isn't Ron DeSantis. It's just the fact of the matter. It's taken a long time to fix Florida. Remember, 2000 was only 20 some odd years ago. Okay, when we had that absolute fucking disaster down there with Gore and Bush. Mm -hmm. It can get back there real quick with these Dominion voting machines and Smartmatic software technology. To have him just do one term would almost be a robbery to the state of Florida and hurt the overall insulation we have as that side of the aisle in regards to the party. Yeah, it makes sense. Why have two of the exact same candidates run on the exact same ticket when... Ron DeSantis can run for re-election next year, win, serve out part of his governorship, maybe even move into a cabinet position in the second half of a second Trump administration, and then run for election in 2024 or 2025, depending on what happens, you know, with the election audits and stuff like that. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. I still feel like a trump Holly ticket would be fine. Uh, he, he's kind of like a uh, younger Rand Paul mm -hmm. and is someone who's marketable, handsome face, good politics, pseudo-libertarian, uh, close to 100% voting in, in line with the administration, rather than taking like someone with DeSantis and running the risk of not getting a Republican in the state of Florida where you absolutely need that state bellwetheredly 
to get over the finish line in regards to presidential elections moving forward. I just think the math makes more sense. For as much as we'd like to see it, because it's... When you put it that way, yeah, it makes sense. Power ticket dream team. Couldn't imagine anything more American than those two guys. You know, Trump with the apple cider and DeSantis with the Michelob Ultra doing clinkies. Um, You know, everywhere they go. DeSantis is more of like a cigar type of guy. He sure is. And that guy will drink beer at any friggin' photo op he gets too. Like he, he just absolutely doesn't <laughs> so give amazing. It. But yeah, so so you know, it's it's one of those things. I just think that you know everybody needs to take into consideration for as much as we'd like to see it for optics. When you look at just like how hard it was getting to where we were in 2020, like Donald Trump had the most votes ever in a president period, and Florida was a big help to that, and so was you know states like Texas. So immediately removing someone that went in there and fixed the state wouldn't necessarily be the best uh, idea, in my opinion, even though we'd like to see it a lot. Um, We're around in third right now, but we want to touch on the border a little bit. There's been some big news down on the southwest border, and it's not really in regards to anything to do with the southwest border. If anybody wants to know what the southwest border is looking like right now, it's exactly the same as it was on January 20th. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute fucking humanitarian disaster. Yeah. And it's 100% the fault of the administration currently occupying, period. There's been no change. If anything, it's gotten worse because of the amount of time that's passed since January. However, there was some good news. This week in Texas, they had some mayoral elections. And three Republican candidates won, which doesn't necessarily break the headlines. But when you look at the numbers, this is the first time since the 40s that a Republican candidate has won in either one of these Texas towns along the border. Um, and the first time for the third ever. There's never been a Republican mayor in this one town on the southwest border ever. And they have won based off of all three of them kind of working together, township to township to township, three counties in a row. Trying to unfuck everything. Yes. This comes at the same point when Governor Greg Abbott and... Attorney General John Paxson has announced that Texas will not be adhering to federal law in regards to border security and will be deputizing their own local and state law enforcements to secure their border in Texas because things are out of control. So they're going to be using like uh, U.S. Marshals. They're going to be using uh, Texas Rangers. They're going to be using uh, like uh, DPS and, and things of that nature to not only stop illegal entry, but, but going against the federal narrative and returning these people back to Mexico through the southwest border uh, moving forward. And I think that's supposed to go into effect sometime next week. Nice. So that was I thought that was pretty huge. Yeah. Uh, Paxson did a couple of the uh, talk shows over the weekend and kind of talked about it. And, you know, they've just absolutely had it because there's people there are border towns in Texas right now that have more illegal migrants and economic migrants in the towns than people who actually live there. <laughs> yeah, it makes for the lines at Walmart oh, to God. be a little longer than normal. And for the most part, there's there's no, you know, the, the current occupying administration has ignored all of the COVID restrictions like they ever were a thing in regards to these migrants. So for the most part, they're just releasing them into the communities or putting them on airplanes and sending them to the interior of the United States. And, um, you know, these people leave an absolute disaster 
not of their own fault. When you have like, let's say 5,000 people in a border town and there's 30,000 migrants, just imagine the amount of trash, bathroom waste, etc. that's left in their wake when they eventually leave. So I think the only other news we have in regards to the border uh, has to do with people who haven't been there. Um, I don't know if she's claimed Hispanic yet. We'll call her former African-American vice president. I think, I think she might have said Hispanic. Yeah, she, she was an Asian-American vice president. She may now be pseudo-Guatemalan. Well, I mean, you can identify as whatever you want. We've obviously established that. Okay. Camelia Harris? <laughs> former side bitch? What did Joe, Judge Joe Brown say about her last week? How'd she get to the top? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, like what you have to do to make your Nintendo work, you get a blow on the cartridge. Yeah, she, <laughs> she said she blew her way to the top. Yeah. Um, so the highest ranking former army official of the Guatemalan military organized a rally of several hundred people in Guatemala this weekend who met Kamala Harris at the airports with signs that said, Trump won. We all knew it. Yep. Kamala, go home. Mm-hmm. Mind your business. Yep. And stop funding the cartels. <laughs> so she probably received the most based Guatemalan <laughs> welcoming committee ever. Like I literally had to zoom in on those. To like, is this photoshopped? No, it's not. And then I saw videos. There's it's a, legit. I mean, that those banners are huge. Oh my and, gosh! And yeah, and they actually had the real Trump banners that you could buy online there, but they were in Spanish. So it and was, I have here. She has said she is Jamaican, right? First Latina. Oh, okay. African American and South Asian. So she is current Latina vice president. After after being former Asian American, Jamaican American, and African American vice president, man, she's hitting all of those demographics. Um, she sat down with the uh, Mexican president, um, Giamatetti, and while she talked about things like climate change, he shut her down and said the crisis at the southwest border between the United States and Mexico is a direct response of your administration's handling of this problem. Well, and, yeah. the, and the only reason people are now leaving here is because you're doing absolutely nothing about it. So he also reminded her several times to put on her mask. And at times <laughs> when she shouldn't be wearing it outside, she had it on and he did not. So it was ridiculously awkward the entire time. Um, <laughs> Once arriving at the airport, she she uh, gave a little speech on the tarmac to which she had a message for the uh, humble people of Guatemala. How much of that speech was her just cackling? Uh, there wasn't any cackling now, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's hear what she had to say briefly. That'd be awkward. That the goal of our work is to help Guatemalans find hope at home. No, it's not. At the same time, I want to be clear to folks in this region who are thinking about making that dangerous trek to the United States-Mexico border. Do not come. Hmm. <clears throat> Do not come. What? The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. There are legal methods by which migration can and should occur. But we, as one of our priorities, will discourage 
illegal migration. It's 100% false and a lie. Um, and I don't appreciate it because for a multitude of reasons, which we won't get into right now. But we, we've seen the direct opposite on television, not with our own eyes. That was the best to like argue with liberals about. They just, you know, you'd ask them like, well, why would you ever want just fully open borders? You know, blah, blah, blah. They're like, well, no, like it shouldn't be fully open. Like there should be a system. It's like, there is a system, you dingus. Like, what are you even talking about? They're just, that was just... Same thing with the police. They're like, well, it should be like certain circumstances, this and that. It's like, you mean like rules? Yeah, we have those. <laughs> yeah, imagine following those and not getting on top of a, a police explorer and twerking on it and thinking you're not going to get arrested for, you know, not following police orders and things of that nature. Um, she did, however, after her initial visit with the Guatemalan president, sit down with um, someone who we haven't had on the show in a while, Lester Holt. Not much of a complainer like all of the other ones on mm -hmm. CNN, but more of like uh, MSNBC's elder statesman in regards to, uh, you know, interviewing. And where we thought we would get Christopher Wallace-sized softballs at the vice president, he took shots at her, asking her, can I get a cackle out of you if I ask you about the southern border? Wow. Let's, let's hear what he had to say. Let's quickly put a button. Okay. Just quickly put a button. Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. Wait, what? So you... this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, I mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I'm not discounting the importance of the border. Well, I, I mentioned I, it because even I, I know Republicans have certainly come at you on this, but Democratic Congressman Cuellar, as a border district, has said to the, you and the president, "Come, you need, I care you need to see about, this." Listen, I care about what's happening at the border. Just quickly put up. So, so they know that that not only is their narrative of not doing anything about it and it being out of control is collapsing, but now you have. Democratic representatives along the southwest border who have held office for numerous years saying, I'm literally not going to keep my seat. I'm not going to keep my mayoralship or things of that nature if you don't come down here and do something about it. And I called it out here months on the show when I saw how bad it was on television that they were going to let this be where it was unmitigated bodies, numbers, COVID, just free for all, everybody coming in. Any photo opportunity of either one of those two retards going down there and walking through a migrant detention center, walking through some kind of a camp, meeting and greeting with families who are like, hey, we've been stuck in fucking Del Rio, Texas for like the last two months. Like, can we go get our free shit now like you promised us? Here's the deal. They're going to be able to take that photo opportunity and put it all over every 2022 and every 2024 campaign poster. Oh, yeah. Every commercial, they'll bring it up during the debates of them walking past like 100 bodies in a cell wrapped up like baked potatoes, and it's going to look absolutely fucking awful. They both know it because I know it, and that's why they're not going down there. Mm -hmm. So, and, and that's, that's the fact of the matter. There's no other, you know, if, ands, or buts about it. It's just for optics only, and that's the reason why they just refusing to go down there. Not even a border Zoom calls? Like, come on. Yeah. Have somebody walking around down there with a laptop, like, pointing at children's faces. 
Well, the last time she had a border Zoom call, it was with the uh, Mexican president, and he called her the border czar. And she and got air up and quoted, away. Yeah, he air quoted her, and she walked out of the out of the meeting. So it's it's one of those things right now to where, you know, they're they're really running out of allies, and, and it's just one of those things to where you know time is running out for them. They don't have much of a narrative left to hold on to, and we're 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 like about to hit. We're in June. By August, you're ramping up because when September hits, you're in the 2022 campaign season. And what are they? You're going to have every single Republican candidate. It doesn't matter if they're from fucking North Dakota. They're going to get on a plane. They're going to go down to the southwest border and be like, I'm trying to stop this shit. And this is what the Democrats are doing the whole time. Yeah. Even though I could care less about the actual party affiliation because they're all pretty much a uniparty except for a couple select few. Hey, y'all remember when you were yelling at the other guy for this? Yeah, exactly. So would you rather have mean tweets and not this or look at how they've destroyed this town? I could go for some mean tweets right now. love some mean tweets. Hey, so do you think when she got up and walked out on that Zoom call, it was like, you know, like a couple seconds later, she comes back and sits down at her desk and then, oh, sorry, I forgot the... I overreacted. I gotta hit the button. No, no, she like forgets, forgets it's still on. It's like talking shit like, this fucking guy. Oh, close the screen, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Booty, what do you think about what's going on down at the southwest border right now? Um, I mean, I just it makes my stomach turn. I'm just thinking about all I think about are the kids. It's um, I, I again, I don't know why I have no words today. It's rare that you catch me speechless. But um, I mean, it's I don't even know. Usually, I can I can like play out scenarios, especially the bad ones, and like see you know the 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 way it could possibly the ways it could possibly go. And like I just don't see how you can fix this or like i mean it can be fixed at the border but how do you reverse what damage is already done you don't like i mean trump said it himself he's like and they will never go back like and it's, i mean i guess if you really uh tweaked up the homeland security and they really sharpened up out of nowhere maybe but like they i just don't see fixing the damage that's done and not when you have a criminal like alejandro mayorkas running the uh mm. head of dhs but however we are going to end on some positive news today they've been kind of absent from everything we needed them to be for like the last year and a half but in an unprecedented 9-0 decision the supreme court of the united states led by the most based of them all bain clarence thomas <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite memes ever. Oh, so good. Yeah. Ruled that anyone who has crossed in the United States under the guise of temporary protected status. Now, let me elaborate. That's when you have an actual crisis in your country. War-torn, earthquake, pandemic, things of that nature. Mean tweets? Oh, wait, no. Posture, <laughs> possibly mean tweets. They do often revise the stipulations of mm. TPS. Anyone in the United States, regardless of how long you've been here, under TPS status, is not eligible under any immigration laws in the United States to apply for legal permanent residentship, which would be a pathway to citizenship. You're talking hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who may have been here for a decade or more. I feel like the temporary part of that would be maybe a key word. My takeaway would be temporary. Most recently is like things like the the Haitian earthquakes, where we had imported hundreds of thousands of Haitians here, mm-hmm. um, due to the fact that their 
entire island collapsed under an earthquake. Yeah, those people are no longer allowed to apply for legal permanent residence status. Their only option would be now to return to country of origin and apply for it the right way. Regardless of if they've married United States citizens, regardless of if they've had children here since they've been here under the TPS. Now, their children gonna, will be citizens. Though, right? Yeah, there's yeah. going to be a lot of legal red tape and there will be sponsors for these people. But the actual persons themselves and, and the Supreme Court hasn't put a cap on when this TPS ends. But they do know that it's coming and it's coming fast. So I, I really thought that even some of like Bayer and uh, I would have never expected that. No, Sotomayor would would agree, and, and I really think it came down to like the the actual constitutional, you know, uh, legalities of it. Of if you don't, you know, even if it was seven to two, it would still look good. But nine zero means like if you don't unanimously agree with this, you're opening up a Pandora's box to where you're like null and void in the Constitution. Even though the left does it a lot of times, yeah, the Supreme Court likes to hold on to it every once in a while. It's nice of them. So I like it. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of a surprise for me, but also like a pleasant surprise. Well, you know what? I think for the most part, this has been a pretty uplifting show. There, there have been a lot of things that we have gone over over the course of the last like eight months or so, where you just can't ever see a light at the end of the tunnel in regards to dispositions, outcomes, narratives. It's like we've talked about on more than one occasion. We don't have to talk about if we said COVID was created in a lab or hydroxychloroquine helped as an alternative um, medical treatment. Or if we got nuked for it. Right. Or if mass did anything about it, because at the end of the day, me and you know more about mass than other people, right? Yeah. So we would have been conspiracy theorists a year ago, and now it's stuff that has come to fruition. So all we could do is kind of just like hope that these narratives can continue to get smashed. Make tinfoil great again. Make tinfoil <laughs> great again, as Alex Jones would say. Um, I'm doing Alex Jones puckered lips, tinfoil hat, nodding at the camera right now. Yep. But before we get into anything else, Miss Booty, again, thank you for coming down and spending some time with us today. Why don't you tell all of our listeners where they can find you on wherever you want to send them? I love talking to guys in the South because they always call you Miss. Um, but I'm on Instagram at Bootleg Media, two underscores. Um, if by the time you listen to this and that account's gone, you can find me at Bootleg Media with one underscore at the end. I love it. Um, I'm also on Telegram, Bootleg Media Chat, and Twitter at Media Bootleg. So just backwards on that one definitely account you want to follow and someone who will definitely pump your content if you're putting good stuff out there yep uh speaking of good stuff Mm. the steak for breakfast podcast can be found on all social media and podcasting platforms follow us on itunes spotify pandora podbean and google um our website is steakforbreakfast.com you can find us on instagram at steak for breakfast podcast and steak for podcast breakfast uh, we're also on Twitter at DOS23TRES and on Gab at Steak for Breakfast Podcast. Download the show, listen, like, follow, and share. Don't, for- don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Rate it and write a decent review because if you don't, Nick's coming looking for you. Mm. He's going to be, uh, what would you say, assault rifle in one hand, man rubs in the other. Um, we also like to thank our sponsors. Odyssey, who can be found on Instagram and Facebook and at odyssey.com. Stay Ready Gear at stayreadygear.com. They're also on Instagram. Man Rubs at manrubs.com. Don't mistreat your meat, ladies and gentlemen. Probably the biggest offense you could have on this show. 
Um, in addition to madrebs.com, they're on Facebook and Instagram. Mediocre Medic at mediocremedic.com and on Instagram. Dumbbox, Mark Joe Friday, our good friend, home of the Zero Fucks Duck Patch. He's on Facebook and Instagram and at dumpbox.us. And how could we ever forget Mike over at West Coast Survival Arms, who's on Facebook and 619-870-6992. Um, we have some upcoming shows. I don't know if you heard about it or not. Ooh. Uh, next week, we're going to be sitting down with Anthony Butler, host of the Where's the Purple podcast. Been looking forward to that one. Should be good. Yeah. The week after, Norbin Laden's coming on the show. Why does that name sound familiar? Niece of Osama. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, absolute MAGA chick. Top tier shit poster as well. I so like it. catch her on Instagram with uh, Pit Vipers and Energized Eyes. If that's even a thing, if you put both of those things together, that would basically be her. I think that's going to cause like a glitch in the Matrix. Bronx show. I was looking for. <laughs> so I was looking for an in and you gave it to me. <laughs> Welcome to episode two Humping in the Matrix. Just kidding. The week after that, on the 29th of June, we'll have Sheep No More. So our next three guests are going to be absolute fire, and I'm looking forward to having them all. Um, show creds this week, obviously, go to Miss Booty. We collaborated a little bit on social media. In addition to that, we have the one and only Lala Beams, our sister cast show, and great friend of the program, James from We The People Radio, The Reverse Mockingbird, and The Reverse Mockingbird Chat. Um, Destroy Fear 22, the artist formerly known as Law of One and our friend Priscilla. Yeah. Garbaggio's Revenge in that Alex Jones, Dr. Fauci meme. Mwah, delicious. Yeah. Wits Up 17, Ashley from Into the River, who I will be potting with tomorrow. Nice. Uh, Miss Ray from the Q-Tards FM, who I potted with yesterday. Go listen to the show on Spotify. I was listening to it. Natalie Denise, who had some absolutely fire content this week about the crisis going on at the Southwest border and all things Fauci. And as always, Tom Pappert, Editor-in-Chief of the National File mm -hmm. and Guest Contributor on InfoWars. Um, our friends of the week are Cleo3, probably the best post, Axia 5.0, mm -hmm. very top-tier memes, Real Brenda Memes 3.0, way to be connected again, Guns Blazing, Guns with a Z, Rise of the Phoenix, period in between each word, What I Mean to Say, period in between each word. Patriotic Babe Official, The Daily Breb, of course, Wonder Woman 10.0, and how could we ever forget Baby Cakes 2.0? Hmm. That's not what it was really good. I'm going to try it again. How could we ever forget Baby Cakes 2.0? <laughs> there we go. Um, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget there are several things you need to do when you listen to this show moving forward and afterwards. Hold the line, ride it, buy the dip. Where we go one, we go all. And let's see what happens. On behalf of myself, my co-host Noah, and Nick, our guest Booty, this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. We will be back next week. Thanks for listening and take care. Oh, scissor me timbers.